Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical Once again, I'm not Andrew. But I'm still Brooke. And this is the Disneyto podcast. <laughs> Good try. Good try. I tried. I tried my best. So, Brooke. So, not Andrew. About 15 years ago. Stop. A movie came out. Yep, it did. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. The Curse of the Black Pearl. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Caribbean, Caribbean, whatever. I say Caribbean. I do too, but I think it's supposed to be Caribbean. I think it's supposed to be Caribbean. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I saw it in theaters three times when it came out. Okay, I didn't do that, but I saw it in theaters with my friend Kirsten and her dad. I because I was uh, a little tiny baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you were you were a teenager. Yeah, I was a teenager. I saw it. Let's see, that would have been. I would have been in high school. I would have been a junior in high school at that time. What? Really? Yeah. I was in middle school. I know you were. I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> but I was... So this was at the... This came out at the peak of, of me being a, a big, big Christian kid going to like church all the time. And I remember me and my you friend... Like Switchfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and my friend Matt saw it. We were in a band together called Matt Squared. Oh my god! Not <laughs> negative mattitude. No, no, that's Matt Foraker and I's yeah, band. I know, <laughs> but um, yeah, we were Matt Squared, and he convinced me to play drums for his like youth group band because it was vacation Bible studies or vacation Bible school, and the theme was pirate themed. So we were like, "Oh man, we should totally see pirates!" Like right before then, and we saw it. We're like, "This movie's amazing!" And then we just. Like, we would be, like, sitting around during lunch break, and we'd be talking about the movie, and someone who also was volunteering would be like, oh, that sounds really cool. And we're like, you haven't seen it? Let's go see it after Vacation Bible School's over. And, like, you know, Vacation Bible School would, like, wrap up at 2, and then we'd just hop in a car and drive to the movie theaters. So we did that, like, three times in one week. And I'll tell you what, by the third time, not worth seeing it three times in the theaters. Like, it's a fun movie. 
It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. I went, so Kirsten and I um, loved Lord of the Rings. And that was like during a time when all that was coming out and Orlando Bloom was like super hot. The first ever trailer showed before Two Towers. Yeah, see, this is all making sense now. Because yeah. we loved Legolas and we loved Orlando Bloom. So we're like, oh, we have to see him in this. And so we <laughs> went and saw him. And I loved it. I think that it is. And it's. I'm sure that we'll get into this. I think that the sequels have really hurt how good the I, first movie is. So I stopped watching the sequels after the third one. So I was like, this is making me hate it. Yeah. And I loved the first one and I don't want to hate it. So I stopped watching them. Yeah. I still think the first movie is a very good action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons why, which I've written wow. a ton of notes about. But let's start with the beginning of Pirates. Ooh. The year is 1967. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and this is when Pirates opens at Disneyland. It actually was the last ride that Walt Disney had any work on. He he helped design it, and it opened three months after he died. So, he, so he never got to see the ride. Um, it was originally envisioned as just a walk-through wax museum. And thankfully, that didn't happen. Yeah. Because in 1964, while they were developing the ride, at the World's Fair, It's a Small World happened. And it was such a huge success that Disney was like, oh, let's do it as a boat ride because everyone really liked It's a Small World as a boat ride, which thank God that happened because I think that if it was just a walk-through wax museum, that thing would have been gone within a couple of years yeah, and forgotten. Yeah, there's no real appeal there. Yeah. Uh, so there's a theory that the ride is actually telling the life of a pirate in reverse because when you start off the ride, you're in this small Louisiana setting and then a skull and crossbones warns you of the pirates and the first like couple minutes is just complete darkness, and you're just seeing dead dead pirates and skeletons. And there's even uh, my favorite thing is a skeleton steering a boat through a storm, and a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, but then you go down a waterfall, and now you're in a world of pirates where they're fighting on their boats and they're shooting cannons at each other. And I actually sent you like a thirty second video that showed you like what the ride used mm-hmm. to be like. Um, you enter a village, and the pirates are taking over, and they're harassing people in the town. They're uh, very, very crude to the women. <laughs> well, in there. as pirates are. As pirates are known to do. And there's a bunch of scenes throughout there that they actually tried to recreate in the movie. Uh, one of the most famous ones in the ride was a group of pirates that were trying to coax a dog to give them a key, which ended up oh, actually yeah. making it into the, the mm-hmm. movie. So... The movie Pirates, however, tells the story of Captain Jack Sparrow and Will Turner. Will Turner. (laughs) As they attempt to rescue Elizabeth Swan, who's been kidnapped by Barbosa, and the cursed skeleton crew of the Black Pearl. If I recall correctly, I haven't watched it in quite a bit, but it's that they become undead skeletons whenever night falls, correct? Yes. Okay. I thought that I thought so. I couldn't remember if it was the reverse. Mm -hmm. Because when the moonlight like hits Barbosa, you like yeah. Okay, it's cool. All gross. So at the time that they were making this, Disney wasn't sure if they were going to make it a theatrical release or a straight to DVD release. What? Really? Because this was not the first movie based on a ride. They had done two other movies prior. Um in 197 or 1997, they released the Tower of Terror TV movie, which was inspired by the ride. I never even saw that. I've never seen it either. But in 2002, the year before Pirates, they released Country Bears, which bombed. 
big time. I vaguely remember Country Bears. It is genuinely one of the worst movies ever made. And it doesn't make sense why you would base your first... Like, they wanted to make a bunch of movies based on different rides, and they started with the Country Bears. And I feel like Country Bears wasn't popular in the 2000s. Like, that seems like you're trying to make a movie to bring more people to the ride as opposed to using the popularity of the ride... Yeah. To have a successful movie. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So it was made for $35 million, uh, and its total international box office was $18 million. So, Oh, God. Yeah. So it was... Uh, that was that was a failure, yeah. That was a pretty big failure. Not good. Nishkeet, as they would say. No. Uh, actually, I did recently read about a movie that I love that currently has probably the worst box office bomb I've ever seen. Have you ever seen a movie called The Trojan War? No. So it's starring um, Eric Matthews and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Eric Matthews, like Will Friedel? Yeah. Okay. And it was a rom-com released in 1997. It was a year before Can't Hardly Wait. The movie cost them $15 million to make, and its box office was $309. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's the worst thing I've ever heard. So... Country Bears bombs. That's right. like four people went and saw your movie. Yeah. Because going to the movies is expensive. Country Bears bombs. And they've already had plans to do Pirates and the Haunted Mansion. Did they do Haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion came out just three months after Pirates, starring Eddie Was Murphy. It st- uh, oh. Yeah. Vaguely okay. brings that back, right? Fucking Mooshu getting in another Disney movie. <laughs> so at the time, they were unsure if they were going to put it in the theaters or because of Country Bears, if they were going to send it straight to video. I'm looking up Country Bears right now. No problem. Their original plan, if it was going to be released in theaters, was for Matthew McConaughey to play Captain Jack Sparrow. <gasps> I actually love that. <laughs> that would have been great. I just don't... I can just see, like, a real surfer, like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> like, I love that that's every... That's, you can't do a Matthew McConaughey impression without starting off with the I, all right. I kind of want that to happen. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, though. So they had a different idea if it went straight to video. If it went straight to video, then they were looking at Christopher Walken to play Captain Jack Sparrow, which I think would have been very strange. Or this one... been Barbosa. Yeah. Now, this one, I think, would have been good. Um, but it's a slightly lesser known person. So this would be why it would be put straight to video is uh, Kerry Elwes, who is uh, he's Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights. He's Wesley oh. in uh, Princess Bride. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? I, yes. OK. I think he would have been a very good but very different Jack Sparrow. Like he would have been a very straight just I'm a pirate. I'm doing pirate stuff. I can't see him as Jack Sparrow, yeah. but that's because I know Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. You know Johnny Depp is, as Jack Sparrow. You know him as the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> they can't be the same person. No. That would be confusing. So they went through four different writers between 2001 and 2002 working on this script. And it wasn't until they got Jerry Bruckheimer to come on as the producer that he was like, we need to have a supernatural aspect to this story because otherwise it was just a straight up pirates movie. And he came up with the idea of the black pearl and he used that all from the opening narration that happens when you go on the ride and the ride, it tells you that, you know, being a pirate is a cursed thing and and that bad things happen because of your choices. Uh, Then when they brought in the director, whose name I am going to probably murder here, but it's Gore Verbinski. uh, He signed on because he wanted to resurrect the pirate genre and do it with modern technology. 
but he also wanted to pay tribute to the original ride because he remembered the ride being very funny but also really scary. As I described, like there's a bunch of skeletons scattered all over the place and stuff like that. I remember being more scared of pirates than the Haunted Mansion when I was a kid, which is weird. I don't because I didn't yeah. I didn't see them. So, But you would think like Haunted Mansion, that should yeah. be a scary ride. Um, but I think it was just that you were in total darkness and there was these skeletons everywhere and there was lots of loud noises, whereas... The Haunted Mansion is just kind of like tricks, like a lot of like visual illusion yeah. tricks. Um, so they pushed for this to still come out because Disney was ready to pull the plug. Country Bears did badly. Oh, so, God. so what they did was uh, they just showed Michael Eisner, who's kind of the was head of Disney at that time, all of the concept art that they had. And then he was like, let's do this. And he said, there's a man that should play Captain Jack Sparrow, and that man is Jim Carrey. Oh. But Jim Carrey was busy making Bruce Almighty, and he couldn't commit. So Bruce for, Almighty is a very good movie, too. It actually was the fifth highest grossing film of 2003 behind Pirates, which was the fourth highest grossing movie. Wow. Uh, the other choice was they were really pushing for Michael Keaton. No. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked. Mm-mm. Of all of the names that I've listed, he is absolutely the bottom no. of that list. And I love Michael Keaton. I think Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but Perfect. they ended up with... What's funny is they ended up with Johnny Depp, and I have found no information on how they came to that conclusion. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's a good casting. It did wonders for his career. He was just kind of a cult actor until that point. Was he, though? A lot of critics assume that this movie was going to bomb because it didn't have any recognizable lead. They what? felt like Johnny Depp. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, but Orlando Bloom, too. It was still like early enough in The Lord of the Rings that I don't think that they were able to gauge how popular he was he with was the crowd. He was very popular. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm aware. I was in high school during, <laughs> <laughs> during the, the rise of Orlando Bloom. And I guess I was in college during the decline of Orlando Bloom, where you don't see him in anything anymore. He still looks good. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He just he's got of, a great head of hair. I bet that he does. I could see that. So this is just kind of a fun fact, but I find it interesting. Is that the script was heavily influenced by a video game called Monkey Island, um, and the reason for that is that the writer who ended up being the final writer of Pirates was working on a live-action adaptation of Monkey Island that got canceled. So he yeah. had all these ideas just lying around in his head anyway and put them into Pirates. That makes sense. Uh, it's resourceful. But what's the extra cool ironic twist is that the fourth Pirates movie is based on Tim Powers' novel on Stranger Tides, which was the inspiration for the Monkey Island video games. <laughs> so it all kind of came, it all came yeah. full circle there. This also ended up being the first ever Disney film to be rated PG-13. Ever? First one ever? They never had a PG. They had a bunch of G and PG movies. And then I don't know if this counts. I don't think this counts DreamWorks because DreamWorks or uh, not DreamWorks. um, I forget what they're. They have like the adult company that did like a couple R-rated comedies. But yes, this was the first Disney specific PG-13 film. And I can see why. Like, there's some genuinely, like, for a little kid, there's, like, some stuff that's a little too scary, I think, for, like, there's a seven or eight-year-old. There's some stuff. There's some, like, womanizing a little bit, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of intense stuff in the movie. 
It's such a fun movie, though. It is very It is fun. really fun. But, see, they, they were afraid about the whole idea of doing a pirate movie because previously the last, like, big pirate movie was Cutthroat Island, which is one of uh, considered one of the largest box office bombs of all time. Uh, it Did aff- it make $309? It made a little bit more than $309. Mm. But its budget was much, much bigger. Keep in mind that that movie was on a $15 million budget. Cutthroat Island cost them $98 million to make, and it didn't break $10 million. So that's $88 million that was lost on Cutthroat Island, and it effectively killed the pirate genre until pirates came What's out. Like, so what are some good pirate movies that isn't Pirates of the Caribbean? Mostly all stuff from, like, the 30s and 40s like it was a very cool very old yeah it was like old movies like that i mean technically i guess goonies would fall into a pirate movie i think i think think goonies is like the last very good successful pirate movie hook i guess hook would count too yeah i I would count hook i like hook a lot and i I know a lot of people dislike it hook I love Hook. I love Hook. I love Hook. My dad loves Hook. My siblings love Hook. We are a Hook family. I and I have to I would have to double check, but I'm pretty sure Hook came out in theaters either right around Thanksgiving or right around Christmas. But I remember watching it during the holidays with my family, like when I was off from school and there was snow on the ground and it was like this perfect like fantasy escape from the winter type movie like it's such a good movie it's a really good movie and people i know a lot of people who trash it it's the lowest rated steven spielberg film in his entire filmography according to rotten tomatoes is ridiculous yeah it has like a 23 percent on rotten tomatoes wait it's less than indiana jones four Four? yeah no yeah you're shitting me i'm dead serious that's so that that doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense it's it's that's bullshit and Hook, like, I was never... I feel like Hook made me a bigger Peter Pan fan than Peter Pan the cartoon ever did. Like, I enjoyed yeah. Peter Pan the cartoon, but I liked it a lot more after seeing Hook and then being like, ooh, this is like a sequel to that. I always found Hook to be more imaginative yeah. and more kind of engrossing and just an all-around, like, better movie. Yeah, there's just these moments like, you're doing it, Peter. You're doing it, Peter. <laughs> I say I say this all the time to people because it's fucked up and it makes me laugh. But when Maggie's like, mommy could do it. I do that all the time to people to just kind of like shit on them a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, critics, uh, as much as the critics liked the movie when they saw it, they said that it's going to flop. And this was because of The Country Bears the previous year. The fact that no one had made a, a good pirate movie in years. And the fact that Johnny Depp was not an established leading man at the time. Uh, but instead, it opened at number one and made $46 million in its opening weekend. But he did Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, That's but he... leading... Uh, I mean, he did Edward Scissorhands, but I also think Edward Scissorhands was, like, much later a popular movie. It didn't do well in the box he office. Does fucking weird dude. it's tim burton it was the first thing he did with tim burton it's it was fucking weird, weird. <laughs> um it actually ended up being the fourth highest grossing film of 2003 uh with 60 654 million dollars that it made that summer uh the only movies that beat it were matrix reloaded because obviously Trash. finding nemo and the number one movie of that year lord of the rings return of the king obviously yeah like there was obviously they weren't good like i feel like all three of those 
they weren't going to beat those movies. Like, you're not going to beat the the new Pixar movie. So, in 2004, The Notebook came out. I wonder if it yeah. would have beaten The Notebook. I think it could have beaten The Notebook. I think it could have. You taken take it. that back. <laughs> um, I only say that because I was reminded yesterday on Time Hop that um, The Notebook came out 14 <laughs> years ago yesterday. So it's fresh on my mind. So the movie was so popular that it launched nine sequels, or sorry, four sequels, nine video games, 19 books, and at least three board games. So the sequels are trash, 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 garbage, trash. I've seen four or three of the four sequels, and I can tolerate can tolerate dead man's chest and whatever the one was in the middle the the on stranger tides one was so unwatchable that i was just like i'm never watching i what, just feel like they, dr- they dragged out this story because they wanted more jack sparrow yeah well that's, that's really it that's what it feels like to me because johnny depp does do a great job as jack sparrow he really brings so much life but that's the but that was the pirate. problem with the later ones was after part three they still kept making them even though Will and Elizabeth weren't in them anymore. Well, yeah, because it's about Jack Sparrow. Yeah, and he he's, he's the star of the show. He's a star, but he's not. You know, what I mean, like he's a sidekick. He's a very funny sidekick. No, so he he blew up. He did. No, I, he I, was the you know the. So so what's the word I'm looking for? The well, like, don't. Uh, so let me let me clarify. I get that he he was absolutely the most popular character. He was like the iconic character of the movie. But the problem is that he is still, at the end of the day, a comedic relief character who needs a normal straight character to play well, off. Yeah, of. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing with yeah. the first one. But he was so popular, they just ran with him. And that's what I mean. And that's where you have an issue because he, he was needs, the breakout star. Yeah, he needs someone to bounce off of. You can't just let him go out there and be crazy because then it hurts everything else because then nothing seems serious. You know what I mean? Like the first movie, it felt like there was weight and seriousness to everything because while he was funny, everyone else took it very, very seriously. Yeah. And then when you put everything on his shoulders and he doesn't take anything seriously, then it's really hard for you to be like immersed into it the way that you should be. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like they just were really milking him for everything he was worth. And I think Johnny Depp really liked playing the character, so he was all about creating more. Well, you know how much he liked playing the character. Didn't he like walk around so Disney or something like that as Jack Sparrow? So the movie were the movies were so popular that they completely renovated and remodeled the pirates rides to insert animatronic Davy Jones's and Jack Sparrow's and doesn't he and sometimes Barbosa's. like go in there and, and on April 26, 2017, they removed the first Jack Sparrow animatronic and had Johnny Depp just stand there and just interact with people on the boats as a way to promote the fifth Pirates movie from coming out. Wait, in 2017? 2017. Last year? Last year. When was the last Pirates movie? Last year. What? <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. Do you remember that now? There's a reason. So here's the thing. I don't think that movie did very well. Well, yeah, because everyone's tired. Well, the other reason why I don't think it did very well is that this month they reopened the ride in California because they, as we've talked about on the show in the past, they pulled out the the woman's auction and replaced it with a women's pirate 
instead. And when they did that, they also removed all of the Davy Jones stuff and returned it to its original narration from 1967. So I'm thinking that now that those movies are slightly becoming less and less popular, that over the next like 10, 15 years, we might see them slowly taking out references to the movie and making it back to what it used to be. I'm sure they'll still be Jack Sparrow's, but obviously you don't have the the memories of riding the ride that I do, but I showed you the video. Mm-hmm. I hate going on that ride a little bit now because they redid all of the dialogue. So instead of it being these pirates having piratey conversations and just saying pirate stuff, all any of the pirates talk about is, we got to find that Captain Jack Sparrow. He's hiding somewhere around here. And it's just about finding Captain Jack Sparrow for the entire ride. Yeah. And it's just kind of like overdone. And I'm like, this isn't like... The cool thing about this ride was that for a couple seconds, I could feel like I was actually traveling through a village being pillaged by pirates. And now I'm just like an extra in a pirates movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was one of those movies that I remember came out on DVD and I would watch it a lot. Like it was like a good, my roommate actually would go to sleep to this movie on like a regular basis. Like mm-hmm. it was his like turn on the TV, pop it in and set like the sleep timer to shut off his TV in like mm-hmm. an hour. Um, now, were you connected to it in that way where it was just like a very big comfort movie or was it kind of like you saw it in the theaters, you loved it and you watched it a few times, but it's not one that you revisit it much after that? So I revisited it quite a bit after like it first came out on DVD and everything. Um, my friends and I would watch it. But then after a certain amount of time, it just kind of fizzled off. Yeah, because I remember you put Jack Sparrow on one of your Mouse Rushmore's uh I mean, it took a while to get him on there. But well, wasn't it? That was the live action one. That was a live action yeah. mountain. When we discovered that there was way more live action Disney movies that you actually There's, liked yeah. than you thought. Because <laughs> you're like, I've got Mary Poppins and nothing else. And then like Andrew starts shouting out names. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good with the animated films. Yeah. The live action, not so much. Um, but yeah, I really liked that movie. When I was younger. Yeah, it's a, a really good film. I think I had a Pirates of the Caribbean shirt with Johnny Depp or Orlando Bloom on it. Maybe both. So I have a shirt that I can't wear. It's like three sizes too small at this point. But my friend Crystal sent it to me when she lived in Japan. Because uh, in Japan, they very often will just like know that a, a phrase or a word is popular in America. And, and just put it on a shirt. And they'll just put it on a shirt without knowing the context, which is like, apparently you can find a ton of shirts in Japan that just say like, fuck in big letters because yeah. they just know that it's like a, a word that Americans like. Americans like. love this. <laughs> so she sent me this shirt one time and she said like, I'm sorry, it's not in your size. It was the only size I could find, but you're the only person that will appreciate it. And it was just a drawing of a bird that said Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I still have it to this day because I just like, it's they the don't most, understand. Yeah, it's just the most beautifully misguided shirt that it's, I ever seen. It's a sweet sentiment. Yeah. Um, but do you have any other big memories of pirates? I've given, you know, the the history of the making of. I think for me, the biggest connection was going and seeing that with my friend Kirsten. She and I um, went to different high schools, so our relationship kind of broke off after a certain point, like shortly after that. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like one of the last things we did together as really close friends. Um, <laughs> I mean, I still remember going to the movie to see it. We just had a really good time. It was really immersive. Orlando Bloom was super cute. I'm pretty sure it's 
Orlando Bloom's face on that shirt I was wearing. <laughs> I remember like wearing it to the barn. I'm pretty sure it's his face. Wearing it to the barn? I rode horses, dude. Oh, duh, duh. Sorry. I was like, that you meant like, you know, there's a big party in the barn and I wore what? it. Dude, come on. Sorry. I I forget sometimes that you... I do the horse thing. You did the horse thing. I just want to check now. I'm curious how badly did this last one do. I mean, it still killed it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's like a die. There's a diehard following. No, like I mean, like it killed it. It cost uh, two hundred and thirty million to make, and it made seven hundred and ninety-five million dollars at the box office. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, that's like four times what it costs to make almost. People eat that shit up. Yeah, I just I thought for sure I don't know anybody who saw it and they're making a sixth one no are they really yep on march 4th 2017 the director stated that this movie was only the beginning of the final adventure implying that it would not be the last film of the franchise and that a sixth film will be released the post credit show will turner and elizabeth swan and davy jones returning Six film was confirmed in October of 2017. This is too much. Yeah. It, it, I think that this is, I mean, now I know you're not a fan of this franchise, but it's kind of how I feel with Star Wars, where it's like, I just wanted those first three movies. I didn't need. So glad the, Solo like, bombed. The like seven other movies that came out. <laughs> it's, it's like turning into the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, how many Fast and the Furious movies can there possibly be? I mean, they're be? still there's... making them, and Paul Walker died. <laughs> like, yeah, they're making down. a ninth one. There shouldn't be nine Fast and Furious movies. And this is coming from someone who loves horror movies, where they make like 12 of it's the just... Jason movies. No more pirates. The yeah. first one's so good, I don't want to get sick of these characters. Yeah. Oh, didn't like Barbosa turn good at one point? Like, what's happening? That's what I mean. They just keep stop. <laughs> the first one is a fantastic standalone movie. Oh, it it is great. I still love that one. Unfortunately, it's way too long for either one of us to have watched before we did this because it involved us trying to find two and a half hours of free time. Well, also, I um. I suck at reminding you guys to watch things. Well, I would have watched it. Like, that's not really a problem because I haven't seen it in a good bit. So I, I wanted to rewatch it. It'd be it. fun to revisit, I feel. Yeah. Like. But I broke my Apple TV remote. So streaming it was impossible. Yeah. So that sucked. <laughs> um, it's kind of my own fault, though. I guess I dropped the remote on the floor and then Coda got it and chewed oh. on it. So it'll like still, you can still like scroll, you just but you can't, can't push down select. on anything to select it. So that sucked. And then I ordered a new one and accidentally shipped it to my parents' house. <laughs> so that didn't help me at all. All right. Well, I think that's all we have to say about the Disney, uh, about the Pirates movies then. Okay. <laughs> Unless you have anything else. <laughs> no, that's really it, I think. All right, well, next week, do you know what happens? No. You have a conversation with your first, our first ever Disney Nito's guest. Brad Pitt! 
Pitt. <laughs> you guys, we interviewed Brad Pitt. It's or, really exciting. Or a wax sculpture of Brad Pitt, specifically. Yeah, however you want to look at it. But we interviewed Brad Pitt. He's going under the alias. Approximately. Um, <laughs> Kevin Perger. Wow, I was going to reveal the, the alias. I thought you, uh, the look on your face no. said, Matt, save me. I don't remember this name. I remember his name because I'm pretty sure it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we interview Kevin Perger next week about his, uh, defunct land book coming out about the magic kingdom. Mm-hmm. You should tune in. It's really Brad Pitt. It's very exciting to have an Elon celebrity on the podcast so early on we're yeah, doing and I, quite well. And I mean, we're usually not as open about this, but in order to do this, we had to record this interview a, a little bit earlier than we normally record. So we can categorically tell you it's a really good interview. <laughs> it was really fun. He's a really fun guy. Um, he is just like this so wealth dry. of knowledge. Yeah. Also dry, I guess. Yeah, I was very... trying to give him a compliment. Damn. Well, I was giving him like his sense of humor. He's got a very like dry sense of humor. He, he was very... Uh, he was a lot funnier than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I didn't... Brad Pitt. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, if you watch the defunct videos, he doesn't. He does not let his sense of humor shine through nearly as much in those I videos. I think it's more about, like, his knowledge yeah. and, like, you know, getting through the subject matter. But uh, I think this interview shows a lot of his personality. He's fun, entertaining, um, and very knowledgeable about the topic. So it's... I thought it was awesome to just listen to him talk. Yeah, and that's what he does most of it. And also tease him a little bit. You do. Yeah. He teases you right back, though. Yeah, he does. He just gives it <laughs> right back. Um, Brad Pitt, what a guy. What a guy. Well, if you want to tell us your opinions on pirates, where can they contact us? You can contact us several different places. You can hit us up on Twitter at Disneyto Podcast, right? Okay. Uh, you can email us at disneynopodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us from our new website, disneynopodcast.com, or our Facebook page, Disneydos. Did well, I miss any? Nope. That's all of it. Woo! All right. We'll be back next week, and Andrew will be back. Or will he? Or will he? He will be back. But he'll be back. He's, he's, there, definitely, yeah. back. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, definitely back. He's there. We did it. <laughs> Oh, I can see why you might visit them for Fourth of July at this point. Oh, they're coming over this weekend, and they're bringing me my Apple remote. Homegirl needs to stream once Look again. Look at all that bacon. Whoops. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.